So Rishon Seder. So this area is probably more well known through his son Rabbi Tzion Seder, who's a magicer in Israel, and uh, also has a distinction of being an Ili, which is always very very helpful. Genius. Um, somebody's asked me if I, if I know Rabbi Tzion Seder. I said, yeah, we started Haskalah's Gemara together. And before I went to Tells, after as I was coming coming from, started learning Gemara with a very special Malamed, a person named Ramersha, excuse me, Ramortcha Meir Zanitsky. Ramersha Zanitsky, Allah was Shalom, Zikhlebracha, was a tremendous Tamachachim, never, wasn't a kind of children. He grew up in Cleveland, he was born in Cleveland, Ohio. And the, you know, I learned in the New Haven Yeshiva in Cleveland in the 30s. He knew Shas Balpeh. He knew Tanakh with Rashi Balpeh. I one time uh, came in, he used to smoke. One time I walked in, his pronouncement was he used to tutor, he used to tutor people. When he reached his income that they needed for the month, he stopped taking payment. So halfway through the month, they had enough money to launch the rest of the month. The checks weren't cashed. That was it. So I walked in, I see him, he's he's sitting in the old base medish, they still let people smoke over there. He's smoking a cigarette. He's learning a Gemara's welcome. There's a boy next to him reading Rashi's and Sefer Shmuel, and he's correcting the boys in the, in the Rashi's. Sefer Shmuel, as he's learning his Gemara's welcome. It was it was wild. So Rizitsky became Rabbi Einstein's Rabbi Mubik. He basically went through a large part of Shas together with Rabbi Einstein. So it was three people in the group. It's myself, I was 14 years old. I was just, I wasn't even from, fully from yet. I started in Gemara. Uh, Rabbi Sarian said I was seven years old. And Ramir Dover Greenberger, who was now the Rashiva in Yisrael Toronto, who was nine years old. That was, a, it was the three of us together. And we started learning. Um, so the person who hired him, you know, is Ramir Sarian his father's father. So Ramir Sarian is a fascinating individual, just simply just getting to know him. He's a Yekashigid who learns by Rapaler. Rapaler was a Talmud Mubik by the Bishkar Rav. Uh, then he, he also learned by Rafidler, that's how. Rapaler was a Talmud Rafidler. Rafidler was the Rashiva in, uh, in Broyer's Kahila for a period of time. And then, actually, he was the founding Rashiva in Esau Toronto. Marsha um, Einstetter is has a PhD in philosophy. He was a, he was actually a professor of philosophy in Stony Brook for many years. Moved to, moved to Cleveland. His wife's from Cleveland. Moved to Cleveland, and he became a rov. Uh, he uh, reads Latin, Greek, French, German. He's read all the classics, philosophical works in their originals. Um, tremendous tamachachim. Didn't send his kids to to school, high school. None of his kids graduated high school. He's a PhD, so is his wife. And neither is, neither, the kids don't even have high school degrees. They just, you know, certainly want the kids to sit and learn. Um, and they tutor them basic, you know, math, you know, things they need to know. Most of the kids are in Luyush. Um, interesting, interesting uh, group. Okay, so uh, he has a shul there in Cleveland, and he speaks every week. He also gives Shurim and Murnabuchim and all these different philosophical works, etc. The Bucky and Murnau. He's quite an eclectic individual, a lot of fun. 
But when you listen to him say, sometimes you have to like, sit there and you know think through the words because the language he actually speaks English. Uh, a very, uh, very, very uh, deep and clear. Uh, his range of words that he's using. It's not Harvardian, but it's close to Harvardian. Uh, you heard the word Harvardian? No. People use a lot of very, very long and obtuse words that you never heard before. He's speaking Harvardian. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, so he's not like that. He doesn't just do it, but he, he uses it as a way to really clarify the points he's saying. Okay, um, so the, the point that he's, the piece that he's dealing with over here is like this. Um, so we find the Mishkan is really brought to us twice. We have the, the Mishkan is discussed, is, we have the Tzibuyim of the Mishkan and Parshish Trumat and Tzava and the beginning of Kisiso. And then we have it again, talking about the Mishkan of Ayakal Pikure. Uh, in both places, the Torah uh, connects it to the Mitzvah Shabbos. What's interesting is that the Truma Tetzava and the Gideon of Kisisa, Shabbos comes afterwards. Whereas the Yaakov Bikuda, the Torah starts out with Yaakov Hashem, that he gathered Klaizot together, and then he told him, And then... He gives over the, 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 the what he wants to say about the Mishkan. So as opposed to, whereas prior the order is Mishkan and then Shabbos, over here the order is Shabbos and then Mishkan. So this is not this is a um, uh, this is not his. You know, it's a famous question. Maybe talks about it. Sosemis talks about it, etc. They talk about it. Um, what I find with Rabbi Einstein's approach to it, I think, is very fascinating. So I, I sent it, I put it in the chat. I'll just do it again in case somebody didn't get it. So you can follow inside. Um, okay. It has been noted that whereas in the Sidris of Truman Tetzama and the first part of Kisisa, after the Torah issues its commands for the building of the Mishkan, the Torah introduces Shabbos. Here in Mayakal, the order is reversed. The Torah seeks of Shabbos, and afterwards it devotes the remainder of the center to the Mishkan. The, the two sequences are separated by the Egel Masecho and its aftermath. And it is there we should look to account for the reversal of the sequence of the Mishkan and Shabbos. So what happened in between was, this, was the Chet Egel. Now, Ramban learns that the Sidris of Trumat Tzava, Kisis, of Yaakov are written in order. Uh, and therefore, the first Sibri of the Malachas of Mishkan took place before the Chet Egel, and the second Sibri took place after the Chet Egel. Or the, and the second discussion took, you know, it's, everything's in order. Rashi, however, learns that Truman Tetzava really was only given after the Chet Egel. Uh, so this, this thought really is more going along the lines of the Ramban, that something happened. We had this order, the correct order was Mishkan and Shabbos, then Chet Egel, and in the aftermath of the Chet Egel, the order has to, be, has to be switched. So that's the point that he's going to work with. Um... The concept of Kedusha is central to Judaism. The, the idea of Mishkan presented Kisisa represents um, two antipodal expressions of Kedusha. Okay. So what he's going to the, ex, expand upon, which is the thing that fascinates me, the piece I think is almost worthwhile for this, this next the, the idea that he develops, even before we get back to the original question, um, that there are two different ways to, to express Kedusha. The building of the Mishkan, the first instance of the fulfillment of the dictum of Osli Mitzvah Shechati B'Sachem, 
So that's clearly a, an expression of Kedusha, the idea that also the Mikdosh, Vishakhanti Besachem, is a forward surge in the Jews ever conscious striving to draw near to Rabbi Shalom. The Mishkan is the idea that we're trying to draw close to Hashem. He, he builds him a sanctuary. The, the Jewish person builds a sanctuary for Hashem, and Hashem will veritably reside in his midst. That's a good, rather, that's a good translation for the word Kavayochel. Seeking how to translate veritably is, is a good word. There, the Jews will offer kabbalas, the Khan will perform the Avoida, the Levim will sing Shira to the one who resides in this house, whose nearness uplifts and exhilarates the Jew who come there to seek him out. The fervent desire for realization of the immeasurably lofty summit of Kedusha engenders in, a, in the people an enthusiasm so great. They must be told that they have far exceeded the necessary contribution to the building of the Mishkan. They must not contribute anymore. The Jews are in. They're excited about this. They're contributing. They're ready to go. The impetus to achieve this Kedusha and its actual attainment are vested in the fulfillment of a positive precept. Once a contribution is made, um, and the Mishkan is built, the mitzvah is fulfilled and it draws to an end. In theory, its fulfillment occurs in the moment of time, which is generally characteristic of the, the key of mitzvah say. So in general, we think about the idea of mitzvah say, he says, we, we, could, we could express them in the following way. Uh, say is, it's a forward, it's some way where we're, we're actively moving the relationship forward. We're reaching out to Hashem. There is an action which is involved in it. And when the action is done, the mitzvah is done. That would be a fair description of most mitzvahs I say. And that is an expression of Kedusha. There's that, then there is another expression of Kedusha. It posits no forward search at all. In fact, it posits no movement whatever. It is entirely best in the fulfillment of a negative precept. Thou shalt not. This is the Shabbos which follows the Tzivoy of the Mishkan and Kisisa. Yeah. Then we have the Lois essays. There's Kedusha which is expressed in the Lois essay. You don't do it. There's not any moment in time where you're doing it. It's the whole idea is that you don't do. There's no, you're not advancing the relationship in any way per se. It's just basically you're maintaining what's there. So the morale. So I mean, Rabbi Eisner doesn't connect this idea, but the, this the Ramban when he talks about in Parshas Yisroi, he connects the mitzvahs say to the concept of Ava, and the mitzvahs Lois say to the concept of Yiru. So the obvious question is obviously that somebody that I love, I reach. I do. I try and connect to them and do a say. And I also, I do not want to hurt them anyway, and I, I refrain from doing certain things. And vice versa, something that I'm scared of, I refrain from doing things wrong. And I also, tr- I listen to whatever he tells me to do. So the avid, who's, his relationship with his master is a, his relationship of, of fear. When the, when the master says, jump, he says, how high? And he says, don't you dare do that. He says, I'm not doing it, right? So the year it can make, motivate you for both. And a relationship of Ava, I want to do whatever you ask me to do, and I would never want to go against whatever you, something which you, you don't want me to do either. So why is Ramban connecting Ava to Ase and Yer to Lois Ase? So if Hutner talks about that, he says that the correct way, it's really based on a morale, that the, the, the concept of Ava is the idea of breaking the boundaries in between parties. We, we've, we merge together, become one, 
we picture the relationship of a husband and wife, the Torah describes it as that they become the greatest expression of Av is that there's a connection. It's connecting. Uh, the greatest expression of Yira uh, is the idea of the fact that we recognize, we spoke about this before, the gap between myself and them. I have all of that individual, I have fear from him because I understand that he's greater than me or he's more powerful than me. I'm very, I'm, I'm very painfully aware of the gap and therefore I have that, that so Yira is the idea of sort of keeping this distance, refraining from something. It's the, the tzimtzum, the person pulling into themselves. And Ava is his pastures. The reporter calls it his kavtsus and his pastures. His kavtsus means shrinking into himself, and his kavtsus is expanding outwards. So it would fit very well to what he's saying over here. The morale says that. Um, that uh, the, mission, the morale and, and all of us on the Mishnah, um, the second Mishnah, was 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 the uh, Talmud of Shimon Atzadik, and he, he used to say you should be a, you should be an abbot. You shouldn't. You should be serving your master, just for no, not for the reward, just because you want to serve him. So the morale continues. It says if you look from that point onward, you have the Zugos. He, su- he suggests that the Zugos are really discussing this Deva Avanira. And the, the Nasi was, was discussed the, the, the element of Ava, and the Avbeza would discuss the element of Yira. And the, but Antigonus Yisachar was one individual. He has both of them. He says you serve for no, not because you want any reward, just because you, you have a desire to serve. That's a special of Ava. If you marshal my Malaysia, I mean, you should have Yira. See, he's Ava and Yira. See, the morale points out that you, they, we talk about Mershamayim, there's never a language of Ava Shemayim. You should have Yira Shemayim. You should have Ava Shemayim. He says, because the whole idea of Yira Shemayim is Yira is the, 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 a, a strong awareness of the gap. He's in the Shemaim, you're in the Oritz. Right. The whole idea of Av is that you're trying to merge and, and, and break and, and bridge that gap. So we don't talk about it in, in the concept of distance. So Yira is, or Loisa says, are the idea of just don't, just don't. It's not doing, it's, it's they're the not doing. Um, it's not necessarily a forward surge, it's just maintain. So Morel then continues and says that when the reason why we associate a man with mitzvahs say, and we women many mitzvahs say they're potteran, which is not so many, but many of them, which he, he, he associates a woman more to the element of yira. Says the correct relationship between husband and wife is that the man's relationship and is his goal is to increase the 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 mitzvah awareness of the family, educate, to add more kedusha, etc. And the woman's goal is to preserve whatever's been accomplished. Maintain it, so she has the ability to pr- protect the sanctity of the home. She, that's the element of yira, and the husband's goal is to then move the family forward, and then the wife will guarantee, will protect that it shouldn't they shouldn't fall backwards. Whatever is, whatever whatever territory has been captured and gained, we shouldn't lose that territory. And that's why we, we give the man the, the command of the says of Talmud Torah and sitzes and tefillin, etc. These are things which are expanding our, our horizons, and the woman's job is to maintain that which is there. So, um, so the, both of those are expressions of Kedusha. 
You say that in your chassam and class? I say it in my chassam classes. Not my college. Not my chassam and college classes. Ah, thank you. Nowadays, things get very touchy. Can you for the chumash behind you? Thank you. Okay, so now, having closed the chapter of Malachas of Mishkan, the Torah turns to Shabbos almost as an addendum, even as a proviso in the Kedush of the Mishkan. So we spent a very long time talking about the Kedush of the Mishkan, the Mishkan, which is going to be this vehicle of Kedusha, which is very much in the sense of the this, the searching forward, Kaisal is reaching out to Kodesh Baruch Hu, we're creating a vehicle to, to bring Kedusha into the world, bring, make a connection to Kodesh Baruch Hu. and we're, we're talking about this, we're talking about this, we're talking about this. Shabbos, Shabbos gets five sukkim, the Parashas Kisis. It's like, not a, not a major balance between the two, right? Um, but we say, however much effort has been expended for the achievement of the sanctity of the Mishkan, the sanctity of the Shabbos must remain inviolate. But you, the person can be so excited about the Mishkan to the point that they're, that they're going to sort of um, move forward at the expense of the keeping, learning to sometimes to refrain from things. Um, so that's, that's a no-no. Right? One, one of the issues which the morale over there, his point over there is, is that you need a balance of Ava and Yira. You have a relationship which is, which is built just on Ava. Um, eventually, you learn, you've never trained yourself to refrain. And then there's going to be a, a point where things which should remain distinct and separate will not remain distinct and separate. Um, um, one of the, uh, the the hippie movement of the 60s, like it was all about love, you know? Love, 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 love. And I was like, great, you know, eventually they were, lo- they were not only loving each other, they were loving somebody else as well. You know, it, 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 the, the, the idea of gvul, right, was missing. No upset on that, okay? Um, <laughs> the Kedusha of Shabbos is... in the 60s. What? You were born in the 60s. I was born, I was growing up in the 60s. I, wasn't, I was born in 1960. I was, I was already growing up in the 60s. And uh, it, was, it was quite, I was precocious in that regard, being exposed to a lot of things I shouldn't have been exposed to. The Kedusha of Shabbos' voice are exclusively in terms of Tishmaru. So what's interesting is the parsha of in Kisisa of Shabbos. Achas Shabbos at Tishmaru. Kiyosi, it's a noise. Mushmartim is a Shabbos. Then Mechamal Yisro Moshimos. You're gonna Sheshim Yasem Malacha. Mimoshi Shabboson Yikaras Hashem Kol Semalacha Yimimos. Shemani Yisro is a Shabbos. You have Shmartim is a Shabbos. Tishmaru is a Tishmaru. Shmartim Mishamru. Right, there's no zacharsim or shabbos akadshoi. None of the, the, here the Torah specifically talks about the is tishmaru ushmartem and mishamru. The Torah the Torah turns, turns aside from the and precepts of Shabbos. It comes up to the kedusha that's given expressed in the negative, and then it says kolosev malacha, kolosev malacha be'emar shabbos mosimos, 
If you blow it, if you if you do something wrong, you do something wrong. It's, it's not talking about the the assay of Shabbos. It's all about the lois assay of Shabbos. The negative precept invokes the principle of restraint and negation. I want to, but I may not. Unlike the Protestant priests of Kiddush, or Mishkan, which are performed, fulfilled, and done with, the negative applies continuously for the duration of the Shabbos. You do Kiddush once on Shabbos and you hear it's a Kiddush. Mishamru is the whole Shabbos. So the Kiddush is one moment, and Shmir Shabbos is every single second for 24 hours. Because you're not doing anything. You're just staying away. Right? Oh, like Shabbos. The idea of Simcha and Shabbos. Well, each one of those, the moment you do it, you don't. Oh, so, oh. Right, but... It's but, not but, continuous. Oh. It's not continuous. There's no... There's, there's no... There's, there's, you know, you're not a to do it continuously. Oh. Each time you do it, you become a mitzvah. But... It's, but, but Shmir Shabbos is, is a chiyah that every single second you may not be Mechal Shabbos. The negative applies to it is, it, is a, it is a discipline born of an, an, an unbroken submission to a higher will. Ever and again, gainsaying impulses that threaten to break through in uncontained rebellion. This is here I'm speaking. Um... Whereas the drama of the mitzvah say is played without, it finds release in an overt act, the drama of the Lord says is played wholly within. I can see you doing an essay. I can't see you being a Kaimalos essay. The drama is inside of your mind. Your desire to go against and do something is being controlled. I don't see that happen. That all, t- that all takes place that was inside of you. Whereas the, the drama of the say is something which is visible. I see you make Kiddush. You're doing an act. Over here, it's all inside of you. So in a certain sense, it's much more, in- it's much more of the panemius of the person. It's much more internal. Because it's an ongoing control of my... De- I, I, have, I have desires to do X, Y, and Z, and I'm not going to do that. I'm submitting to Kaddish Baruch So there's a certain submission... Which, which the loisa say the year expresses, which the say doesn't. No external releases afforded and interaction and conflict must be resolved by the surrender of the self to the divine will. Okay. The Torah describes that Shabbos is an ice. Um... um then the, it says, Shabbos. It's fascinating that the, the, the Bereshim expresses the ois of Shabbos between Christ and the Kodesh who is in the Loisase, in the Shomru, not in the Asay. You don't have, in the Parsha of Yisroi, when the Torah gives the mitzvah to say of Shabbos, Zechor Shem Shabbos Akatsha, you shirm a Shabbos, Kishim Asa Shem Shemayim Asa Oritz, Al-Kim Yerach Hashem Shem Shabbos Ha'ikatshem. It doesn't talk about the fact that it's a relationship between the Kodesh Baruch and Klai Yisrael. It's an ois between the Kodesh Baruch and Klai Yisrael. That language is, is the, 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 the place where the, where the Torah describes that 
Shabbos, Exodus, and Oyster, and also the Kurdish Borderzu, is said in the context of Shmir Shabbos, Bishomer Benisal Shabbos. It's a fascinating point. Right? It's, it's the, we, we tend to feel the way you feel Kurdish Borderzu on Shabbos is through the actions that you do, the Kiddush that you say, the Dabin you do, the learning that you do, the Oyster Shabbos that you do, you feel Kurdish Borderzu's presence. The idea that you feel Kodesh Baruch's presence by just just refraining is not where we go to. But he's saying that the truth is that, that that is exactly where the true connection between man and his creator is. Through Shabbos is the fact that I've submitted myself to Kodesh Baruch for 24 hours. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do whatever I want to do. I'm going to listen to Kodesh Baruch That's going to be the ois. Um... Thus, the puzzle explains that this kedusha of Shabbos, rooted in an unrelenting demand of the loisa saying, is the sign between God and His people. The daskini Hashem Shem, till that is God who bestows thankfulty upon us. Okay, now he takes this this thought a step further. He says Ladaskini Hashem Shem, in order that they should know who's they. So Rashi says, who should know? It's referring to. When the nations see what you're doing, they will know that Hashem gave kedusha to Klayis. When the nations see Klayis Shmir Shabbos, they will know that Hashem gave kedusha to Klayis. So, why is that something which the nations will see in this context? Remarkably, Rashi understands the das to refer to the nations of the world. They are the ones to whom this knowledge must be imparted, and this kedusha. Of Shabbos, to which the kedusha of the Mishkan must defer, demonstrate that the same name of God, of the Jew himself, is God given and God imposed. Okay, the world at large too subscribes to the concept of sanctity, but is rooted in the positive act. They too, when the, when they are so moved, will rise in the fervor of the moment, give of themselves, act nobly and generously in the spirit of a holy cause. But this act, regardless of how often it is repeated, does not define their lives. It does not entail the continuous submission of the will, the discipline of godly imposed restraint when the heart and mind will wish otherwise, to deny oneself, oneself time and time again when inner craving refuses to be denied. It is precisely there where the Jewish sanctifies its highest expression. The denial of Arias, a plethora of other divinely ordained prohibitions. God commands the Jew obeys. The nations are going to realize that Klai has a unique kedusha by the loisa says of Klai not by the says. Everybody can get inspired and do something. It might get inspired multiple times, but the idea that you're going to live constantly, even though you wish otherwise, control yourself—that's where the real kedusha is, and that's you, that's which is something which. Kaisel is given the responsibility to do that, and Kaisel is given the wherewithal to do that, and that's where you see the the unique, distinct element of Kaisel uh, over over the umas. That's Hashem That's that's the ois. So the ois is expressed more in in the. It was fascinating that, that an ois is expressed in non and non action. It's a fascinating idea. Normally, you pick picture an ois being expressed in an action. Right? Yeah. So how would you compare that to Tefillin? Tefillin are an oath, right? Correct. 
That's an action. That's a Correct. crime. Exactly. Seems like it's the exact opposite of what you're talking about. So it's a good point. The why tefillin is an but if you look at the language of what we say we put on tefillin, right? That which the the tour. Okay, we, I think we discussed this. Um, um, okay, where do I start? Um, <laughs> people got to point out that there's three times in the Torah where the Torah when it gives a mitzvah, the Torah says the language of Laman. It says, You should sit in the sukkah in order that you should know. So here the Torah is almost giving the time of the mitzvah. Right? The Torah says, by you should wear The reason why you should wear sitzes is because sitzes remind you of the mitzvahs. So the Prima um, then says, if so, that means that a person who sits in a sukkah and doesn't think about the divine protection which Kaiser received in the midbar, whether it was sukkah or sukkah's mamish, is not fulfilling the man you do the resecha. Does it affect your fulfillment of the mitzvah of sukkah? Hills be the not. It's still, you're still your say. However, the Bikuri Yaakov disagrees. That's the Urchlaner. Urchlaner says, if a person did not, if a person did not a sukkah, and does not think about the fact that this is reminding us of the divine protection that the person gave place on the midboard, he's not yet to sukkah. Well, based on that, we should apply it to the other two places where it says the word Laman also. So we're in the other places. It's one by sitzes. So a person puts on sitzes. person should think that sitzes is here to remind me of, other, of all of the mitzvahs. So according to this Bikriyak, if you don't think that, you're not here to the mitzvah of sitzes. Where's the, uh, where's the third place? By Tefillin. It says, You should wear Tefillin in order that the Torah Hashem should be Befichel. So what does that mean? What Torah Hashem should be Befichel? So you could understand it. That means in general. You should wear tefillin because this way it'll be, you'll be. This will teach you uh, Torah. Excuse me. <coughs> the Torah says no. The Torah that it's referring to is that the parshas of tefillin mentions mentions certain ideas, and these ideas are the ones which should be should be you, you should be constantly be aware of. So what are the, where it's written in the parsha of Shema, is that they have Kabbalah's Malchus Shemayim. It's written in the parsha of of Shemayim, <coughs> which is Kabbalah's Mitzvahs. It's written in the, twice in the, in the parsha of Bo about about Yitzchak Mitzrayim, that the Bereshim is took out of Mitzrayim and Bereshim crossed the world, etc. So the paragraph that you say before you put on tefillin, in order to be Shemeshabed, our Tavis and our Rotzanos to Kadosh Baruch Hu, is the ideas of so tefillin is an ois because tefillin is the, the the thing which we do which is a, a statement it's like the Evan putting on his badge of avdus on himself that I'm shot myself to so even though it's an action it's an action which primarily is to express the shibud of one's thoughts and, hear, and, and desires to Hashem that's the language we say in the paragraph Beforehand, so that wasn't this. Like, so, so it makes sense again. Like again, this idea of an ois is primarily presented in the refraining. The same the mitzvah, the mitzvah say mila, 
person does does mila to nasei, bits of ois, because the yisur of mila is the idea that we we are committing to, to use the tithe of man in a proper and appropriate way, and we're limiting limiting it. So the fact that an ois is expressed in refraining is not it's not intuitive to us, but that's the point that he's bringing out is that, that, that because because it, refraining is constant. Therefore, it's a noise. You may never do this. So, like, you can do an essay, but a voice essay is, 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 is uh, I, I have this, you know, I, I, before you put your, before you put your shirts in the, in the, in the, in the hamper, take your pen out of the, the pocket of your shirts. You will have that opportunity of your lifetime fifty thousand times. If you were careful in it forty nine thousand times, nine hundred ninety nine, and one time you blow it, you still have ink all over your shirts. And that's not fair. I got it right four thousand, forty nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine times. But one time I got it wrong, I still have ink all over my shirts. It happened to me this week, right? So I said to my wife, I said, you know, I, I mean, I was really good. I got it right like 10,000 times, you know. So I get some credit for that. He said, yeah, but all your shirts are a mess. Right? You know, one time wrong is one time wrong. You blew it still. It's better than blowing it twice. Right? But it's not enough that I got it right most of the time. The lawyer says say is I got to get it right every... If I, one time I miss... I, the, the end of the day, the... the, the the, you, the, 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 whatever was not supposed to happen happened. So now to say is you know you did it you did it. It's not a constant pressure. Oh, this is a constant pressure. There's, there's no it, it's relentless. There's no there's no quarter there. It's a total submission to God's borrow. That's what we look at a say. Elosha says being the yira. It's the total reality that I am mashuba to my creator and I have a choice whether I like it or not. Then he says like this, the Kedusha of the Mishkan is a singular privilege, but it is, it is dispensable. In a certain sense, we, we, Kleisel can survive without the Mishkan. The Kedusha of Shabbos is the very lifeblood of Kleisel. It is indispensable. Without Judaism, Judaism cannot exist. In his great love for, for his people, God presents the luxury, the Kedusha of Mishkan, before the necessity of Kedusha of Shabbos. But he gives the Mishkan with a caveat. Acha Shabbos Yes, I'm giving you this luxury, but don't let it. Don't let that become so focused on that that you're going to lose sight of the necessity. Because that's much more exciting. The mission is much more exciting than keep, keeping shops. So you're, you're going to tend towards focusing on the the exciting, surging forward and inspiration, etc., and you're going to lose touch with the that which. Which is the foundation of who you really are. This was the, you know, the aura they have. You know, getting back to my motion from the sixties. It was exciting. It was it was warm. It was it was it was inspirational, etc. But it broke down the foundations of, of 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 a society, because all of the mundane don't dos were were challenged because like it, it's so like square. Right? That was 
Okay. However, now comes the catastrophe of the Hegel Masecha. With that, the foundation of Kedusha inherited in the Roshan say was completely shattered. In terms of the simulation after Shabbat Tishmur, we met with utter and tragic failure. The Kedusha of Mishkan was no longer possible. The person has a lifetime of a desire for, for Vodazora. If he indulges at one time, he's an Avodazoranik. Right? So he has thousands and thousands and thousands of opportunities to get, which he has to control himself again and again and again and again and again. Once you blow it once, it's blown. That that relate that kedusha. I mean, you can you can do chuba, you can rebuild whatever it is, but it's not. So a person put on tefillin, put on tefillin. The next day, put on tefillin, put on tefillin. But all right, each one stands by itself. But over here, it's a. It's the chetah egel. You you the the dam was burst. Well, it's true that Moshe had obtained the reprieve on behalf of the defaulting nation. The foundations of sanctity lay in ruins. And until it's reestablished, it could be assured the Kedusha of the mission cannot proceed. Mission's Kedusha is found, is, 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 is based on committing a life to letting the Bershom run that your, your life. And then from that vantage point, you would get inspired and you reach out and you connect. Person gets married. The first time of marriage is the Kedusha. That this woman is usher to every other man in the world. Then you come together as a husband and wife. You live together. The foundation of the relationship is the loisase. The foundation of the relationship is the loisase. Do not commit, subordinate your will to Kodesh Baruch From that relationship, then you can be inspired and build, etc. So you're building a mishkan, and you're not committed to, 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 to the relationship. What's, what's, what, what mishkan is it? So Moshe has to tell Kaisal about Shabbos again. Start with Shabbos again. We have to first create the Kedusha of Shabbos. Recommit to that reality, and then from there you can build a Mishkan. So Mayakal Torah addresses the rebuilding of Achashem Tishmer and Stark on Adoran Tumas. Sheshem Yitasim Loch. You must. No mention of a Shabbos is assigned between God and his people. No, the sanctity of the people themselves. Only the absolute binding nature of the prohibitive command. Once that has been learned and absorbed, Kedusha the Mishkan can become a reality once again. The ois is not mentioned anymore. It's not this wonderful lovey-dovey thing anymore. It's just, buddy, get with the program. You may not do this. It's not the nations will know. It's none of that. Just recommit to reality. You, you can't do this. We'll talk about it. Okay, now that's in place, we'll talk. All right, we can then we can start building a mission. We can start to, but until you 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 have you have a foundation to build on. What's fascinating is when we do care of nowadays, we don't do this. Right. Nobody does care about this. Right. You first you inspire the person, you get them excited, right? right? Enjoy it, etc. And then you talk about you know keeping a little bit of Shabbos here, a little bit of Shabbos there, etc. Right. right. That Shabbos is 24 hours, 24 hours of not doing what you want, even if it's uncomfortable. And
and they, even if you really, really don't want to listen, we turn everybody off. Right. right? That's a bummer, man. What? That's a bummer, man. Right. From the 60s. <laughs> From the 60s, yeah. <laughs> so I, there's a mice once with Roberto Bear and Ruben came to America. Roberto Bear, they had, he had a Shema Kamenetz, Roberto Bear was, was the Shema. And his son-in-law, Ruben Grzovsky, was basically ran the, you know, the, took care of all the finances and everything like that. We came to America fundraising. They stayed in America for like three, four months, fundraising. And they stayed, you know, different cities. They, so that they, they stayed in some city. They stayed in a hotel for Shabbos. Somewhere in the beginning of Shabbos, they noticed that Ruben is not around. They know what happened to him, where he went. After Shabbos is over, he, they, 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 he, they meet him. They ask him what happened. He says he went into the bathroom Friday night. He went to the bathroom, and he realizes when he went to the bathroom, when he shut the door, the light turned on. So the light is attached to the door. As he opens the door, the light turns off. So he's not allowed to open the door in Shabbos because it's going to turn off the light. So he spent the whole Shabbos in the bathroom. Now the bathroom was not large enough to really sleep in it, lie down. So he was sat cramped in a bathroom, didn't eat, didn't drink, didn't really sleep well, couldn't learn, could not learn in the bathroom, couldn't daven. He just sat there for, for 19 hours, 20 hours in, in this little cramped cubicle doing nothing, because that's what Shabbos is. That's, 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 that's the greatness of Kalyasa. The fact that you can be inspired by davening and jump up and down and sing, that's beautiful, it's nice, you know. But you want to know what separates the men from the boys, the yin <laughs> from the goyim, that's where it is. Right? But you don't sell that to your, your Kirov guy, like I meant to say. He's, 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 he has, he's out the door before you can finish the first sentence. What would I have done? I, I'd, probably, I'd probably fall asleep in the bathroom. I'd have no problem with falling asleep in the bathroom. <laughs> So exhausted, I'll do anything. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah, but that's halacha. Yeah. I just halacha. I don't know. You want, you want to do any study kula? I don't know. You'll, you'll ask. You can't even think to the study kula while you're in the bathroom. You can't think of learning. So since the losase is so strong by Shabbos, do we ever say I say docha losase on Shabbos? Because we've seen you would never hold that, given that the losase is the ikker, the main part of the Shabbos. So, okay, that's a great question. First of all, we hold the anus and dechalosa say sheish bakoris. So Shabbos is the chiyav chorus, so there's no din of anus and dechalosa to say. Oh, there is not. Um, number one, number two, anus and dechalosa say by say Shabbos has an essay and a losa say involved in it. Ah. But number three, the Ramban actually grapples with the question. Why do we say so the say at all? If the essay is primarily the concept of Ava, and the say is primarily the concept of Yira, what's this idea that we say the say? How does it work exactly? So that's for a different time. We'll, we'll talk okay. about that. But so it, it's a fascinating point. Like he says that you, that whereas a Kisisa, after that you've you've it means we're total submission to Kodesh Baruch will. We don't have to understand that we're just doing it. Total submission, and they get the Mishkan, and then they get they get this description of Shabbos 
It's a gorgeous description. It's an ois. The nation will recognize Kinyan Hashem Kaddish Shabbos is Kaddish Yilochem. Right? It's going to be Shabbos Shabbos and Kaddish Hashem. Hashem Yisrael Kaddish will keep it. And it'll be the Bris Olam. And so it's an ois. I mean, it's this gorgeous description. This is the only place the Torah describes like that. Not in Veschana, not you know, not in Vayakol, not in Kis. Right? This idea that it's a bris. This is this is the place. In Vayakel, uh, Shabbos, it's 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 too. I mean, besides those Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, it's too psukim. Sheish Yom Tov has a melacha. Remember, she yelochem kodesh Shabbos on Yom calls him melacha Yomos. It's one pasuk. The whole thing is one pasuk long. Shabbos, it's kodesh. You, you total total shvisa, and if you do it, you get killed. Great, <laughs> very inspiring. Like you know. So what that's what Ransom is saying. The point is over here that this, we're not discussing, we're not discussing inspiration anymore. We're discussing getting down to real work. Are you really committed to rebuild? Your relationship, right? So when there's been infidelity in a relationship, right? He can be inspired and loving, etc. It's not going to help. The first step is the real commitment to fidelity. Right? That's the hard part. And then we can discuss about you know the flowering, the language, and the love, and the the the, the presence, and all of it, all that wonderful inspiration. But this is you get down to like the brass tacks. You gotta you gotta commit. The relationship is built on the fact that you are, you are mashubah to something. It's a fascinating idea. I just think there's a lot of, there's a, the he develops it, I think it's beautiful. Um, it's a lot to think about. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. Have a good Shabbos. And that, and that uh, inspirational note, have a good Shabbos. Thank you.